From LPL Financial, welcome to Market Signals. I'm your host, Ryan Dietrich. Well, people will continue to watch for a breakage of the impasse in Washington, right? If we can get another trillion dollar uh, stimulus deal, I think the market's going to like it. It's going to help the economic recovery. If not, uh, people are certainly going to want to watch some of this high frequency data and some of the uh, you know, COVID-19 stats uh, that I referenced earlier uh, to see if we can continue this recovery with schools open, with more sports happening. That's probably the uh, most important thing to watch. Um, I think for investors uh, over the coming week. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the LPL Market Signals podcast. Ryan Dietrich here and on the lineup in Boston is Jeff Bookbinder. Jeff, the jobs report just come, came out. We're recording this on Friday. Most people will not, well, most people, just about everybody will not hear this until likely Monday night or probably Tuesday. Do you have any big plans for the Labor Day weekend? Uh, we're going to fire up the grill and hit the beach. So uh, pretty cliche, I guess, things to do, but uh, really looking forward to it. How about yourself? Yeah, it's good. We, you know, lunch, sports are starting up down here and school just started in South Carolina. So this is like our last weekend before things get really busy. Although I like being busy, don't get me wrong, but still. So we're, we don't have anything. I don't even know if we're really going to see some of our friends are going to the beach as well down the Myrtle Beach. So we're... um. Kind of flying solo this weekend, but honestly, I like that idea. You know, things have been really busy. We just had our focus event, which we talked about two weeks ago. It feels like work's been work's been moving fast. We haven't had much of a break, so I'm looking forward to just a nice weekend of maybe some relaxation um, to get into. And I do have a Volvo update. I'm not going to give it yet, but the as the world turns with Volvo continues, so we will talk about that here. <laughs> Stop smiling, Jeff. We're going to keep our audience hooked for sure. Oh my goodness. Comment. Yeah. I'll tell you. Anyway. So, all right. So guys, so again, <laughs> let, let's, let's just kick things off Jeff here. So again, we are recording this Friday morning ahead of the weekend to get it to you on time uh, for next week. We were toying with the idea of maybe taking a week off. And then we said, you know what, after yesterday, which is Thursday's big drop, we need to do the podcast for you guys this week. And we're here. So this week we're going to focus on the jobs report again, which just came out. So we're going to give some, at least uh, as we're doing this, some real time analysis. We're going to talk about, is this the start of a correction? We've been saying for a while, this is a record run. You know, as is yesterday's a weakness. I'm going to say yesterday, Thursday. Again, we don't quite know where Friday ended up, but, but boy, oh boy, Thursday sure looked like the start of something. Um, then the idea of how we had a long win streak, what does that potentially mean? And if there's a little bit of time at the end, we're going to lastly focus on this week's weekly market commentary, which is some of our top questions that we receive from our LPL advisors at our annual focus event. So, Jeff, first things first, let's just get right into it. The jobs report just came out. Um, I saw 1.4 million jobs created right about where expected. But the big surprise, I guess we say, is the unemployment rate dropped to 8.4%. Is expected somewhere around 10%, kind of where it was last month. What are some of your initial reactions to the job report, which just came out? Yeah, that, that improvement in the unemployment rate is great to see. You know, remember, um, you know, these are two different surveys in terms of the numbers, uh, number of jobs created, which is great. You know, like to see the progress. Uh, we've now created 10 million jobs uh, over the past four months. Uh, that's almost half of what we lost. Right. So, you know, the progress is great. Uh, but the, the unemployment rate's really the big story here. 8.4%, you know, down almost two points from the, um, you know, from the number a month ago. Uh, and we peaked in April at about 15%. So that's really strong improvement. Um, great to see. If you want to nitpick with the numbers, I guess you could say that 
you know, there's a little bit of a boost from census workers. Um, and if you classify workers as unemployed rather than temporarily employed, you maybe get almost another percentage point in there. But really, it's it looks pretty clean and, and solid, uh, steady improvement. No, I, I, I would second it. I mean, I was watching CNBC when it came out, and it just came in right about where expected, a little bit better unemployment rate. There's Clearly, you can slice and dice it and maybe find some issues. But like you said, we've made up nearly half of the over 20 million jobs that we lost back in March and April. And as we've talked many times before, historically speaking, it takes anywhere from, you know, three to seven years to get most usually get jobs back. It took seven years last time, the last recession for jobs to fully come back. So we expect this to still take a while. But I think we're, we're impressed um, by how quickly it's coming back. And just so people remember, we are now sharing this podcast on YouTube. And on the slide right now on the screen, you actually, I just updated it. Don't tell compliance. I think they'll be okay with it. It's uh, it's the exact same slide I gave yesterday. This one has the correct uh, the data for the numbers that just came out for this month. But you can see, you know, we've had four consecutive months, like Jeff said, of positive jobs and that big, big, nearly 20 million uh, drop back in April. We're slowly making that up. So Jeff, so that's a jobs number. I mean, you know, the again, the initial reaction, stocks seem to go up a little bit. Looks like we had a little bit of yields curve steepening, a little, little bit higher yields. Um, but let's talk about some other things in the economy. You know, this week, I think the thing that got my attention was that manufacturing number in the U.S. came in better than expected. Um, you know, if you look at some of the manufacturing numbers, how strong it was, it's forecasting like over a 3% GDP. Now, that's not necessarily you know, for an annualized basis, it's just for one quarter where things are getting better, but things are getting better. And the other thing that caught my attention, global PMIs were above 50 two consecutive months now, and it's actually a 21-month high. And it, and if you look at that, that comes out to about a 2.8% GDP rate, uh, the, the global PMI manufacturing that we just had, which came in at 51.8. So, hey, the economy keeps looking better globally. I mean, what, what do you think of the global economy here with some of the manufacturing data we saw this week? Yeah, it's a pretty broad um, expansion in, in, in global uh, economic activity. Uh, so good to see. Uh, you know, Europe's had a little bit of trouble managing COVID recently, uh, but they haven't put back, you know, widespread restrictions. Um, so the recovery is continuing there. And, you know, Japan has some political uncertainty with the Abe resignation, but uh, generally recovery uh, continuing there. So just continue to move forward. I, I think you know, tying this back to the jobs report, I think pretty much, you know, U.S. everywhere in the world, this recovery mm -hmm. has, uh, you know, come in a little bit faster than than we had anticipated, which is great to see. And, and, and let's hope it continues. But we, you know, we're facing some tests here, of course, with kids going back to school. Uh, that's one. We're going to see some more professional sports, it looks like, next week with the NFL. There's a number of, you know, Labor Day um, barbecues. Um, we'll be doing ours by ourselves. Uh, but a lot of people are going to be gathering in groups. So this will be a test to see if we can keep this recovery going. Uh, good points there. I mean, I had, let's see, I guess two fantasy football drafts this past week. And then I know next week, or I, technically by the time people hear it, it's this week. Um, I'll probably mess it up the rest of this podcast, which week it is. But we have our LPL Research uh, fantasy football draft. Jeff, how'd you do last year? And I can't even remember. I didn't do very well. How'd you do in the LPL fantasy draft? Or not draft, but season uh, we had with our research department. Yeah, not... Not great. Uh, yeah. I believe, if I remember right, I had an early exit from the playoffs. Um, did a little bit better in a couple of my other leagues. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I think it, I think two years ago I won. I won like two leagues two years ago. It was like the greatest year of my life, apparently. But last year was a struggle. So anyway, that's all right. <laughs> so Jeff, let's go to the next subject. I mean, so the economy's looking better. Jobs numbers were solid. Let's move forward. So there's the economy part of things, pretty good. Stock market part of things. I mean, we had just, you know, or the S&P was down 3.5% on Thursday, one of the worst days in months, 5% drop for um, the NASDAQ, worst day since March. Uh, you know, we had a, almost a 5.7% drop for technology. Technology is up 10 days in a row. Some of the large FANG names and the momentum names really were drilled on Thursday. My takeaway on Thursday was there was no reason for it necessarily. The reason was probably the fact that we've had such unbelievable move Um you know, the S&P is like 15% above its 200-day moving average. NASDAQ is like 30 or was like 30%. I mean, you're talking about one of the more stretched markets we've ever seen uh, in the near term. So I just think, you know, maybe it's just simply time. Uh, what do you think? How much further could this potential correction um, or pullback, let's start calling it a pullback first, pullback go, you think? And is this a start of one? Yeah, this may have a little more to go just because of how far we've come so fast. I mean, you you had a cool chart uh, that I saw yesterday on Twitter Thank where you. you compared the um, you know the the rallies off of the bear market lows the past couple major bear markets, and around this time uh, you tend to see pullbacks, right? I mean, we've right. been expecting a a pullback, you know, maybe five to seven percent, maybe ten. Um, for a while here, we're due for that. That's what history tells us we should get. So, you know, it might not necessarily all come in a day or two, but uh, uh, at some point, it wouldn't be surprising to us at all, especially given a still challenging economic environment and COVID uncertainty to see um, a little more volatility. And um, it's going to be hard for stocks to make up much more ground between now and the end of the year, we, we think, uh, although the vaccine's the big wild card. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And you can go to lplresearch.com and the blog that we did on Friday that took a look at the jobs report. I've got a, a chart that shows kind of how quickly these jobs are coming back relative on a percentage basis to all the other, I think about 10 recessions approximately, uh, going back to World War II, at least in the 1950s. But then I also toss that chart that you're mentioning, where when you compare the S&P um, where it is right now, about 115, 116 trading days off the lows with all the best bear markets we've ever seen. The two best to this point in history were the ones off the 82 lows and ones off the 2009 lows. And sure enough, right about now, around between month five and six off those lows, there was a pretty good size correction both of those times. The caveat to it, of course, is both of those times continue to see pretty solid gains going out one year off of those major lows, off the 82 lows and the 2009 lows. I mean, Jeff, let's talk about sentiment for a second. I love talking about sentiment. It did feel to me like so there was some over-the-top excitement. And I know there's pockets of people that are always pessimistic. I get it. But it sure felt like when I, I don't want to get very geeky, but there's things like gamma. There's things like put-to-call ratios. The options market skews. There's op The option market was getting pretty optimistic here. And, and a lot of small traders get optimistic. I saw just a stat before we did this that insiders were really selling apparently back in August. So yeah, now, hey, everybody stocks up a lot. So maybe it makes sense to sell and, and, and enjoy a little bit. But it just seemed like the sentiment was getting a little lopsided. And then you have that big freak out washout that we had on Thursday. I mean, you watch sentiment also. What, what's your take on it? I think it was just time. Sentiment's getting a little too excited. Yeah, a lot of folks uh, stuck at home day trading too. You know, retail has been a little more active, it appears, lately than maybe they were in 
prior big rallies. So sure, I, I would agree. I don't follow it as closely as you do, Ryan, but I, I have seen signs of, of froth. And certainly when you look at some of these high-flying stocks, we all know the names. They're on um, you know, CNBC and other uh, financial news outlets every day. Uh, it, it just, I mean, these stocks were basically parabolic. So a, a little bit of a breather makes sense. I mean, we had expected it to happen before now. Uh, maybe we would have expected it to happen a little more gradually uh, rather than that washout we saw on um, on uh, Thursday, but um, it, certainly these these stocks were due for a break. Yeah, I'll, I'll do a little shout out to one of our LPL advisors, Rick, down in San Antonio. Sent me a message yesterday, and he mentioned how his hopefully hopefully he's okay with me telling the story. I think he is. His uh, his son, twenty year old son or so, had you know Robin Hood account and making a little extra money and. Started trading a lot, and he had some calls on Apple, I guess, recently. And after Thursday, that didn't work out so well. So again, you just hear those stories like that enough times over and over, and it makes you think that Mister Market is going to uh, come in and and remind people that it's not this easy. As the chart again, we're showing right now on a, on the YouTube channel, uh, you know, just a massive, massive rally. Uh, um, actually, that's a couple of days old. We actually were up sixty percent off the lows as of Thursday before the three and a half percent drop. So, so anyway, so that that's some good stuff there. Good context. Uh, we're going to move forward. Kind of hit the midway point. So I guess I'll talk about my Volvo here. We will talk about the five month win streak and kind of what it means in a second. But the latest with the Volvo. So if you haven't heard, a lot of you really enjoy my troubles with this. So um, you're welcome. <laughs> They're still going. Back in March, my car started acting up. Turned out there was a leak. Took it to Volvo on June 1st. They had to replace like the computer. It was like $4,600. Had to get insurance involved. Insurance paid for a lot of that, which is good because there was a leak. Anyway, it took seven weeks to get the car back, back and forth. Finally got the car back. It rained. There was a leak. Volvo took it back. Ah, That's probably about a month ago at this point. They had it for 19 days. 19 days. I didn't hear a word from them. 19 days. They gave me a loaner, so I was in no hurry. So they whatever. Then after 19 days, I said, you know what? I'm going to call and see what's going on. Sure enough, they hadn't even started, I guess. Two days later, they call me, leave a voicemail. Hey, your car's fixed. They didn't even charge me. I said, well, good. You shouldn't have. Get the car back. Just this Monday. Let's see where this is going. It rained. Bunch of water in the back of the car again. So they fixed the sunroof. They fixed the back window. It's in the back where the issues are. Start calling. Start calling. Talk to. I, I start emailing GMs. I start the general manager. I start go, just getting anyone I can get. And they told me they couldn't even get my car until like next week. And I'm like, listen, it's going to rain, da, da, da. So anyway, after I talked to the GM, they're coming out today, Friday morning to get the car. So they're going to take it back and look at it again. So the the unbelievable story of Volvo continues. But uh, hopefully they give me a 2020 loaner and everybody's happy. But anyway, it's uh, now, Jeff, you said you just took your car to Volvo because you have a Volvo like a week or two ago. How was your experience? Let's give both sides the story because I'm a little negative. Yeah, my, uh, my experience is much better, uh, thankfully. Maybe because my car is, I think, five years older than yours, uh, might play a role. Um, we just had a minor tweak. We sometimes the rear door gets stuck, um, but other than that, um, everything's fine. It, there was um, something squeaking. It was related to a plate that's connected to the brakes. Really minor right. thing. Um, uh, I'll just pray that uh, we continue to avoid getting water in the car. 
Yeah. I mean, as you and I are recording, I'm staring at my phone waiting for that phone call. I was going to joke. I was going to take the call and you just talk for a couple minutes on the podcast because I'm not going to miss this call because they're apparently bringing my loaner sometime this morning. <laughs> I'm not missing that call. Anyway. All right. So Jeff, that was, that was fun. Well, it's, well, it's not fun, but it's a fun story, I guess. Let's move forward. We got a few more minutes here. We just had a five-month win streak on the S&P, the greatest five-month win streak we've ever seen on a percentage basis. The big question, of course, is what's it mean? Well, we wrote about it on our blog the other day, lplresearch.com. There have been 26 other tw other five-month win streaks for the S&P. Sure enough, a year later, the S&P is higher 25 out of 26 times. The only time it was down was down less than a percent. And again, you can get all those numbers on the blog uh, that I put together last week. But that's just amazing to me. And it just reminds me of, you know, Newton, an object in motion stays in motion, right? I mean, that's, sometimes it's that simple. Now there's always different things. This time can always be different. We get it. Uh, but that's just amazing. And then if again, on the YouTube channel right now, we're going to show the chart that other times we had five month win streaks during the potentially troublesome summer months. Um, what do we have here? 58, 60, 2003, 2009, 2017. All were significantly, for the most part, higher the rest of the year. Then you had 2018, where you had the Fed um, interest rate decision, the hike rates, probably one time too many in December, big time sell off. So, you know, usually it's strong, <laughs> except when you have a strange event take place. Jeff, 2020 feels like we could have a strange event take place. My take is it's probably still bullish. What do you think? Could we have another 2018 scenario where something gets us and messes up uh, history? Well, if we do, it's probably going to come from the virus. Um, odds probably against it. I mean, when, when you've got uh, so many historical data points to suggest that, you know, we'll have some volatility, but we'll keep uh, trending higher, um, it's hard to ignore that. We have um, all the signs of an early stage, powerful bull market, you know, coming off of a major bear market low. So if you just don't follow the news um, and just look at the charts, look at what the numbers are telling you, this is the basis of technical analysis where you really should ignore the news. Um, yeah. then we can move significantly But don't ignore this podcast, right? This, this podcast is not news. This is, this, is, this is different. This is entertainment. So you can, you can listen to the podcast. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and technical analysis and sentiment, those are the things we focus on here. That's kind of ignoring the news. I mean, you, you certainly want to follow the economic data, but um, you know, it, there have been a lot of things to scare people out of this market, uh, no doubt. And that, that's, of course, been a mistake here. Uh, recently, we'll get pullbacks as we always do, right? We talk about it all the time. You get an average of maybe three or four, five percenters a year. You get right. typically at least one 10 percenter a year. We already got that, obviously, with a much bigger one, uh, but we'll probably get another one here and um, uh, we'll just hopefully refresh for the next leg higher uh, in what appears to be uh, the start of a bull. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, you know, the other thing I know we talked about a little bit last week, but I want to talk about it a tad more now, you know, September is the worst month of the year. We've heard that time and time again, but I like to look at it from an election year point of view. September is usually pretty weak, but October is the weakest month of the year during an election year. And sure enough, you know, hey, it's a it's an election. Obviously, we've had a 60% rally. Some of these things with this kind of some of the over the top sentiment that I was mentioning, it, it just makes sense that maybe we're finally due for um, a well deserved correction after a 60% rally. So Jeff, we've got three or four minutes. Let's, um, let's finish things up here and talk a little bit about this week's weekly market commentary. I'm gonna turn it over to you in a second, because you, you put it together. But it's um kind of we had a ton of questions from our advisors in our research booth at our focus event, which was an annual event, 
which was virtual this year, opened up to all 17,000 advisors. A lot of fun. It was busy. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We couldn't get all the questions. So we've got a ton of questions. Um, you know, and in this week's weekly commentary, we took 10 of them and we, we discussed kind of 10 of them, about 100 words each, try to get real to the point on a lot of these popular questions that we received. I mean, you know, you wrote it. So maybe two or three of your favorite or most common. If you want to kind of hit on those, um, I think it'd be important to do that right now. So this floor is yours. Yeah, well, thanks, Ryan. You got to start with, you know, just where is the market going to go from here? We touched on that a little bit. You know, from a technical analysis perspective, you know, maybe we could go up another uh, 100 or 200 points on the S&P 500. Uh, but certainly, we also have, you know, the potential uh, to drop. I mean, this is your your uh, area of expertise, Ryan, but 3,200 uh, is the area that you you and Scott, from a technical uh, point of view on the S&P 500 throughout as as possible support. So we, we still think we're going to go a little higher here between now and the end of the year, uh, but bounce around. Those are some levels to watch. Um, growth value, we're sticking with growth, but only a modest tilt that way. Certainly it was painful to be a little overweight growth on Thursday of last week. Uh, we think that the fundamentals are good enough and the technicals, the momentum, in the area is good enough uh, that uh, over the next uh, several months, we still think growth is a place to be. But once we get uh, through the pandemic and uh, it's clear that this economic expansion that we're starting to see is is more durable than we might see uh, some broadening out. But for value to really make a sustained run, we think you have to get past a lot of the uh, social distancing restrictions and the um, changes in, in consumer behavior. Uh, so that's a real popular um, question that we're getting. And then, you know, the, the elections in there again, that of course is is a very popular question right now. Um, you know, we talked about this last week. People tend to over-exaggerate the impact. So we'll just, you know, give that warning again. Uh, people are worried about taxes going up. The market might hold up better than people think if we do end up with with tax increases. And I'll also say, you know, the race is tightening. Um, anything can right. happen. Uh, it's really hard to position for a potential outcome with so much political uncertainty. So generally, we, we would recommend people just stay the course. Uh, be prepared for some volatility, as we mentioned. We would probably see that in, even if it wasn't an election year. Uh, but, um, you know, this where we are in the economic cycle, what this market's telling us uh, suggests um, uh, we think staying invested is 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 the right place to be. Um, so I'll, I'll stop there, Ryan. Uh, you know, other than just to say, there's we did have ten questions. You know, some asset allocation questions, some fixed income questions. Uh, it, I think it's going to be a really uh, good piece. Uh, you know, a lot of bite sized chunks uh, for yes. people. So we hope you like it. No, absolutely. No, I've, I've read it, obviously, and it, I think it's awesome. Um, and just you were mentioning, you know, Biden and President Trump uh, potentially for the election. Don't forget uh, the last two weeks in this podcast, we took a look two weeks ago. We talked about if uh, Vice President Biden were potentially going to win the election, what could it mean for stocks and economy? And then last week, we talked about President Trump. If he were to get reelected, what's it mean for stocks and economy? So those are some extremely popular questions and will continue to be for the next 60, I think the election 60 days from now, uh, the time we're recording it at least. Um, so, you know, so those are popular questions in our weekly market commentaries as well. We focused on uh, those two important factors. So, Jeff, in about, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds, when people hear this on next Tuesday, what should they be looking for this week uh, that's kind of on investors' uh, radar? 
Well, people will continue to watch for, um, uh, you know, a breakage of the impasse in Washington, right? I mean, this, if we can get another trillion dollar uh, stimulus deal, I think the market's going to like it. It's going to help the economic recovery. Um, if not, uh, people are certainly going to want to watch some of this high frequency data and some of the, uh, you know, COVID-19 stats uh, that I referenced earlier uh, to see if we can continue this recovery with schools open, with more sports happening, uh, with more um, Labor Day holiday gatherings. So um, I think though that's probably the most important thing to watch, um, I think, for investors uh, over the coming week. Absolutely. I guess they should also be watching their fantasy football teams because, like you said, the NFL is coming soon, and that'll be a lot of fun uh, for, for some just some normalcy to slowly start to come back. So, Jeff, thanks as always uh, for, for making the time to be here this week. Thank you for everyone who's listening to this. Obviously, again, we recorded it before the Labor Day weekend, but we hope everyone had an awesome, awesome Labor Day weekend with family and friends in a very safe way, and maybe got to eat a lot of good food and, um, you know, just... Uh, going to move on into the fall. I mean, it's amazing. The fall is uh, officially here, right? I guess that's what it means when you get to Labor Day. So everybody, thanks again for being here. We'll be back next week on the next edition of the LPL Market Signals Podcast. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. This material was provided by LPL Financial, is for general information only, and is not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. There is no assurance that the views or strategies discussed are suitable for all investors or will yield positive outcomes. Investing involves risks, including possible loss of principal. Any economic forecasts set forth in the podcast may not develop as predicted and are subject to change. References to markets, asset classes, and sectors are generally regarded the corresponding market index. All indexes are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. Index performance is not indicative of the performance of any investment. All performance reference is historical and it's no guarantee of future results. All information referenced in the podcast is believed to be from reliable sources. However, we make no representation as to its completeness or accuracy. Securities and advisory services offered through Bell Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA and SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. To the extent you are receiving investment advice from a separately registered investment advisor that is not an LPL affiliate, please note LPL makes no representation with respect to such entity. If your financial professional is located at a bank or credit union, please note that the bank or credit union is not registered as a broker dealer or investment advisor. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of the bank or credit union. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by the FDIC or NCUA or any government agency. Not bank or credit union guaranteed, not bank or credit union deposits or obligations, and may lose value.